freaks and geeks. They may be freaks and geeks, but they're great. Okay. Thank you, Lord Frieza. everybody this is davis over at the cfg and i would like to welcome you to another episode of pop culture gems this is a series where we talk to amazing creators artists cosplayers voice actors and so much more if you like our interviews uh we do with uh with our amazing guests give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our youtube channel the cfg channel or you can either go to our main website confreaksandgeeks.com if you want to see the full article or or go to our go to any podcast services that are out there Today, my guest is a wonderful VA that has been in several Funimation shows. He's been doing this, his craft for almost over, wow, for over 20 years, and it's only getting better and better and better. He has done several great series, like the uh, like playing as the private eye Richard Moore from Detective Conan, the powerful Whitebeard in One Piece, leader of the Ginyu Force, Captain Ginyu in the Dragon Ball Z Super, and in the video games, Dot Picks in Attack on Titan and is currently playing uh, the grandfather in uh, grandfather uh, Cairo Gojo in My Dress Up Darling. I would like to welcome our Bruce Elliott to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you, Davis. Hi, everybody. I've been doing this. Oh, oh, we're coming up on 20 years. Not quite. Yeah, you're close. My first, right? my first uh, day at Funimation was late in 2003, so I'm about a about a year and a half away from hitting 20 years at this now. Wow. Well, I mean, that's still that's still a crazy, an awesome feat to have, though. I mean, especially with voice acting, it's it's incredible. Like, uh, I feel very lucky. <laughs> I feel, I feel yes. very lucky. Yeah, yeah. Some some of my friends have worked have worked for Funimation longer than that, but most most probably have not. Well, you know what? It doesn't even matter at that point. It's like if you hit over 10 years. Then I'll be like, okay, I'm good. Man. Yeah, <laughs> this is, yeah. Now you got. Yeah, now you got your full. <laughs> I'm kind of. I'm kind of amazed that it's that it's. I'm still around after all this time. It's really wonderful. Hey, they they when they know talent, they'll they'll stick with good talent, man. So that's cool. Well, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let's. Uh, l- I'd love to geek out with you. So let's get this party started. So, uh, I mean, coming from an extensive stage acting background, um, like what caught your eye? to get into the world of voice acting? Well, um, uh, as you say, I, I really was raised on the stage. I've been an actor uh, really since the third grade, um, seriously since high school. And of course that really meant doing stage. And I did uh, 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 college theater and community theater. And uh, once I got into my, I guess, late twenties, I guess, yeah, right around late twenties, maybe about the time I hit 30, uh, I turned professional. I joined Actors Equity Association, and I've now been a member of Actors Equity Association for several decades. Let's just say that. Um, and uh, it's just acting. I've just always thought of myself as an actor, have been for a long time. Um, and I had done a little bit of voice acting. I had done maybe a couple of radio spots, uh, a couple of and I can't even remember. It's been so long ago. It would have been in probably. It would have been in the maybe late seventies or eighties, uh, early eighties. Uh, did a little bit of voice stuff, but not a whole lot. Um, I got interested in in uh, in anime um, to a, to a degree because oh, I had watched um, I had watched some episodes of Cowboy Bebop back in the old days. Uh, when it was about the only game in town, as far as anime on American television was concerned. And, and I enjoyed it. I thought that was really cool, you know, and I, I maybe at some point I thought, gee, that would be fun to do, but um, it, there didn't seem to be any way to pursue it. And um, then I, uh, I met an actor named Damian Clark. And I don't know if you would know that name or not. Uh, some people will know his name as a, as a voice actor. He's been in Los Angeles for quite a while now, but he was based in Dallas and worked for Funimation. And we happened to work together on a short film uh, 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 over a couple of days uh, back in the back in the 90s. And he started, you know, on a break, we started talking and he was telling me about this show, Dragon Ball Z, that he had a part in and how much fun it was, how much he enjoyed it. 
I would say, yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. And um, I said, well, that would be fun to do. I'd love to do something like that, but didn't really know how to approach it at that point. And they weren't, at that point, they weren't doing any casting and not that I was aware of. And my agent at the time did not send me on an audition to Funimation. But within a couple of years, I had a new agent. And within a couple of years of that, uh, I got sent on my first audition to this place called Funimation. And I was like, oh, yeah, Funimation. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. So it's not like it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like my dream to be an anime voice actor. I, my dream has just been to, has been to be an actor all my life. And, and my, my stated goal, and you can ask many of my friends, is simply to work. And I just wanted to work as an actor. So um, delightfully and rather amazingly, um, staying, uh, being with Funimation has allowed that to continue. And uh, I still did quite a bit of theater uh, after I started working for Funimation. So I said, so like the end of 2003 was when we first started working on my first show, which was, you mentioned it, Detective Conan, Conan. or as as it wound up being called Case Closed. And I was Richard Moore in Case Closed. And that was an awful lot of fun. Um, and it's actually in, in, in many ways, the, that was, uh, that's probably the most I ever worked at Funimation. Uh, kind of crammed all into one time. And we, cause we did, I know you have, you have some more questions about this uh, coming up, I think, but mm-hmm. um, we wound up doing about 120 episodes of that. And so, and they, they were in, they wanted to get it done. So we did, I worked three, four days a week, five, six hours a day for, gosh, for like a year, year and a half, something like that. Was that before, was that like before, uh, what's it called, Union? That had to have been prior Union, right? Or no, that there's, no, there's no Union with voice actors at Funimation. Um, I am a member of, I'm a member of Actors Equity, the stage union. But, uh, but uh, SAG and AFTRA don't have any, any truck with Funimation or vice versa. So we, that's pretty brutal for a voice actor to be doing. There are, yeah, there are no residuals, which is unfortunate. Um, that would, that would make a difference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that there was no residuals for your voice acting for mm-hmm. any of the roles that you've done. And then at the same time you're doing it, or, or, or was it just that during its time, like they weren't, they no, weren't offering any of that. That's still the case. That is still the case. The Funimation does not pay residuals. It's a non-union shop. Um, um, I'm trying to think, you know, what else can I say about that? That's just the way it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm leaving uh, it at that. I know. I know it's getting, now, Yeah, <laughs> I, will say, I will say that a few years ago, they gave. I'm. I'm. Uh, as I understand it, they gave about a hundred of us that did the the most voice acting over the last fifteen years or so. They gave yeah. us a, a substantial hourly raise. We pay, we get paid by the hour. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so you're an employee of Funimation, though, not uh, necessarily. I'm actually, would you say? I'm actually not an employee of Fun. I have never been an employee of Funimation. I am an independent contractor. Huh, okay. So I, I, I don't, I don't get vacation. I don't get sick pay. I don't get any of that stuff. Oh, uh, well, that's cool. But I'm, I'm an independent contractor for Funimation. That's the way they like it, and that's, that's fine. I'm. Oh, that's understandable. I still enjoy it. Doesn't keep me from having a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. This is not ragging on Funimation anyway. I just want to let you know. I'm just, just, I'm just wondering. On, on, um, it's pretty, yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I just didn't, would never think that. Yeah, there's been discussion of trying to unionize, but really, not, nothing has come of it so far, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, who knows? Yeah, nothing's yet. So. But I really love the fact that you're saying that. Like, I mean, so basically, like when you when you switched over to a new your new uh voice, uh, I'm sorry, your new agent, like what like he decided to to push to push on voice acting more than what your previous one did, or did well, like did I'm, just... I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm okay. not sure about that. Um, uh, 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 that's possible, or it could be. I think I um, I think maybe I just happened to hit at a time, uh, right when Funimation was was starting to do a whole lot more shows and they needed, they needed new talent. I'm not sure how many, how many actors they had in their stable uh, before then, but they needed more. And so I think at that point they started having 
I think more auditions than I'm not sure what they had done in the way of auditions before they must've had some. Yeah. Um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, but my agent called me up one day and said, how'd you like to go to this place called Funimation and audition for this show? And I was like, sure. Love to Funimation. Yeah. Cool. Aren't those the people who do Dragon Ball Z? Is this for Dragon Ball Z? Well, no. Well, oh, okay. That's all right. I don't mind. It's okay. What do they got? She said, it's the show called Detective Conan. So I went out and I, I read for Richard Moore and I did a terrible job. And I read for Professor Agassa. And I thought I did a better job actually reading for Professor Agassa. Uh, and he was kind of like more fun in a way, at least just from the, just from the, you know, you get a sheet when you walk into audition. And it gives you a brief description of the character and then some lines. And uh, and I really couldn't write, couldn't quite understand what Richard was all about, you know, because the, the description of him was that sometimes he can be smart. Sometimes he can be stupid. Sometimes he's drunk. Sometimes he's sober. Uh, sometimes he's suave and, and debonair. Sometimes he's a blithering idiot. Um, and I was like, you know, and I'd like, I don't really, I don't know anything about voice acting. How do I do all that? I've no, oh, here's a professor Agassa. Oh, he would be like Ludwig von Drake. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. The crazy European scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought, great. I want to be a professor Agassa. I'm so glad that didn't happen. Um, I agree too. I mean, I think Justin Cook, I have to give my props to Justin Cook, who is, still my boss at Funimation. He's in charge of the production end. And he's the one that called me back to read again and said, I want, she said, I really, I really want you to do this. I know you're a good actor. This is, and I said, but I just, I don't know how to do this voice. He says, just do you, be you, use your own voice. I was like, use my voice for a, for a, a cartoon character? Oh my gosh! I don't know what to do. You know, when you're when you're mad, get mad, and when you're being silly, just let let it be Bruce being silly. And that was really the key. And um, and I will tell you something. Something else. I know a question that you that you forwarded to me that you were interested in knowing about was that yes, Justin Cook told me. I don't know if it was the very first day, but the second day I came, he said. We're really at Funimation. We're really not looking for people who do voices, funny voices, or cartoon voices, or you know, just voices. We're looking for good actors, and that's who we want first: is people who are good actors. And so, that's been the that's been the motivation um, for a lot of casting at Funimation. I would say, and that's that's kind of that's kind of at the bedrock of of when they're when they're looking for new voice actors, they're looking for good actors first. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have changed the game when it comes to voice acting because when you compare what what it was so. back in the day to what it is now, you're totally right. Uh, but like, uh, uh, I mean, wow, I mean, that's just amazing. I, I love that. That is a really cool origin story from where you come, where you're starting off from. Uh, but like, were you uh, somewhat in the scene, like like in the scene prior to your voice acting? You said the knowledge your knowledge was fairly limited with Dragon Ball Z uh, because you're your friends yeah. and stuff. But prior to that, though, like. Uh, were you familiar with any other like anime roles uh, when you first started to voiceover or did you have Not like, really. what was your, what was yeah. your expectations when you hit the Funimation? I, I had no idea what to expect. I honestly didn't. Um, uh, as I mentioned, I'd want, I'd seen some, uh, some cowboy bebop and enjoyed that. Uh, there wasn't, it wasn't a character in there where I thought, Oh gee, I could do that. You know, they were all pretty much younger people. Um, but you know, ever be, I started at Funimation after after reaching a certain age. Let's call it. Let's just say that. So uh, so I'm my I wasn't right for most of the roles in anime go to younger people, you know, teens and twenty somethings, um, uh, middle aged guys, you know. So I was I was able to fake being a middle aged guy as Richard as Richard Moore, uh, and I got away, I seemed to get away with that. So I don't I don't have an old voice. But I can I can do an old voice, you know, if it's called for, you know, it kind of depends on what's going on. Uh, but I have a fairly versatile voice. And I will say that's one thing. That's actually one thing that I've learned that's been really um, eye opening for, for myself at Funimation is that I is that I've learned that my voice is a lot more versatile than I ever thought it was. Uh, I always prided myself on being versatile on stage. Uh, that I could play all kinds of different roles, and I've done comedy and tragedy and Shakespeare and 
um, live industrial shows for like commercial corporations and stuff like that. I sing, I dance a little bit, a little, little, little tiny bit. Um, but, uh, but I was able to, you know, I would, directors would say, yeah, come in, I'm coming, you know, after I'd been doing case closed for a while and have a director say, you know, I, I'm doing this show. Why don't you come in and read for this, read for this part, read for this character. It's like, Oh, okay. Um, so I would try different things and I, my director would go, Hey, yeah, that's it. I'd go, yes. All right. So you're cast. So you are now, um, um, Kambe in <laughs> Samurai seven, which yeah. is thrilling by the way, that was, that mm. was second or third show that I worked on at Funimation. I don't know if you've ever seen any, any. Oh uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was the, the Kurosawa. Yeah, the Kurosawa thing version, but it was like a future, kind of in a futuristic kind of thing. It was a little, like, yes, yeah, kind of a sci-fi. Yeah, uh, Seven Samurai, the original, yeah, mm-hmm. the original Japanese movie. I still think, in, oh man, in you, my opinion is the greatest movie ever made. I would totally agree. Like, I mean, like, remember? The, I think like a good, like, I mean, wasn't what was the name of the movie? A uh, Magnificent Seven got it from. Uh, from from no so you can't touch seven samurai even though that movie's like four hours long yeah. you could sit down it, and watch all I, of it and it goes like that it's just it's, it's such an incredible movie and yeah. then really and that what was cool about doing samurai seven is that it was it was an authorized uh anime version by kurosawa's estate he had passed on by then of course mm-hmm. um but it was authorized by his estate so they use, I mean, they use all the characters' names, and the and the the essence of the story is all the same. Yeah, they just make the bandits um, flying around in flying machines rather than on horseback. Right, uh, so exactly. That, that's definitely a sci-fi element. So, and they had to make it longer because I think it's the the series is like twenty four episodes. Yeah, it's twenty so something it's like, episodes long. Like, so it's like even three times as long as the original movie. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like how they made like uh, you remember the out of the seven samurais, six of them were real samurai, but the other one was not. Uh, like he was like a right. he was a fake samurai. That uh, they made it in the an- in the anime, they made it like he was the the mecha guy, the guy, the big the big bulky dude that likes to showboat with a uh, that was like robotic most of it. I forgot right. his name, but like right. that's for um, some reason that's the one guy I remember <laughs> that, I remember that show. That what the name is either yeah it's been yeah so yeah, but it's so crazy. But like so, how did There's you get? done show i mean it was for its time yeah. just a remarkable show yeah yeah for its time even like the animation style was like was definitely unprecedented really during its time so, yeah, yeah you're totally right what about like but like how did you get like uh into like the role of captain ginyu so late though like uh like when did you did you start doing it in super or like what well, like what was this was the uh, story on that i think it kai came i think dragon ball kai came first dragon ball yes. z kai was first and then Dragon Ball Z Super. Yes, um, a guy named Bryce Armstrong was the original Captain Ginyu. And he retired. He's even older than I am. Uh, in fact, he is now he's now passed on. He passed on a few years ago. Um, but he retired from voice acting, and they needed to replace him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, that was something that I auditioned for. I uh, went in and read for it. And I, I think... It's been so long. I can't really remember terribly well. I think they played yeah. me some of what he had done. And I think they wanted me not to match it, but to try to match the flavor, the tone, the idea of it. And yeah. I just basically, I my, my, my recollection and what I've always told people is that I just, I yelled the whole audition and they went, that's perfect. There you go. There's Captain Ginyu. That's perfect. So yeah, do that. <laughs> oh, you talk so like this all the time. Yes, Lord Frieza. Yes, Lord Frieza. Absolutely. Yes, I'll lick your shoes, Lord Frieza. Absolutely. Bend over. I'll lick that too. You know. Uh, it's, oh my God, Captain Ginyu and and the and the wonderful idiots of the Ginyu Force. I love them all. <laughs> Everyone's love them all it sounds like it'd be like it, he was be, he was made by like if Sam Kinison decided to do voice ah, acting. Good, yeah. Kinison, yeah, Kinison would have been fabulous as <laughs> that, No, that's so great. I just love it because he's always one hundred percent dynamic, so it's really great. No. Uh, so but when I, uh, I did, I did, you know, I did all the episodes of Dragon Ball Z Kai and then Dragon Ball Z Super uh, as Ginyu, mm-hmm. and since then I've. It's been it's been the the DBZ video games as Ginyu, so I haven't I haven't recorded on the series in many years, but 
I think it's only maybe been it's maybe it's been a couple of years since the last time we we did a DBZ video yeah. because I think the, the most recent one was the fighters and the Dragon Ball like Z that. RPG yeah I've something like, like that like ten or twelve video games is that is crazy lots of, lots of, lots of, yeah it's cool I love it. I love it keeps it keeps the character going gives me more work bring it on. That's awesome. Uh, and, uh, 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 and like, when I hear your voice naturally, like I automatically hear like detective Richard Moore, like from detective code. I always like just by default, it's like, and, uh, and I know you still do the roles from time to time in the movies when the, when the movies come out. Um, but do you like, do you, I kind of want to know specifically because like I loved like Detective Conan was interesting to me. I love the beginning of it. This series is hitting over a, more episodes than One Piece right now. And we, yeah, yeah, it's we're still going right in Japan. It's still going. Yeah, it's still going. But then here in America, we had a hundred, we stopped at, like you were saying, we stopped at 120, 130. Yeah. Yeah, like what the heck happened? Like, why did it just incredibly like it just felt like it was incredibly early when they stopped when they when it finally got its before it was getting its stride into it? Like, do you have an idea like what what why it abruptly stopped and incredibly early? I, I'll tell you what I know about that. First of all, I should mention um, I haven't done a, a Detective Conan movie or a face closed movie in quite a few years. We after we stopped recording the series, we started doing the movies. And I think we did six or maybe eight uh, Detective Conan movies, and and I have and I have not done any more movies. And that's been oh, I'm sure that's been ten years. I'm sure that has must have been it has to have been close to ten years ago. The last time we did a we did a, a case closed movie. So, uh, so we're not, it's not still doing that. So I actually haven't had a chance to do Richard for a while. Although oh, I okay. Have him come back. Um, my, under, my understanding, what I was told and what I kind of gathered was that, um, was that case closed as wonderful a show as it is. And it really is a good show. I think it was well, well written and well conceived. Um, it never quite found enough of an audience in this country. Um, and what was suggested to me was that with Conan being a little kid and hanging around with the little kids in his school, right? Because Conan goes to school, they send him to school. That it was a that it was a little too juvenile for some older fans, and that it was so violent and bloody, at least occasionally, which it was occasionally, that it was a little too violent and bloody for little kids. So there was kind of a you know kind of. People up here, not so much. People down here, not so much. And there was kind of a middle middle layer. What I was told was that when it was running on TV, it ran on a, it ran on Adult Swim for about a year, going back, going back. What's what's this? Ten, twelve. Oh my gosh, how how long has that been now? Wow, probably like oh five, oh six, or something. I'm assuming. Yeah, fifteen years, something like sixteen years. Um, was the college kids loved it, and that uh, and the college kids were couldn't get enough of it that they would gather in the dorms, uh, you know, in the TV room and watch case closed and try to, you know, and try to solve the mysteries. Yes. Um, but it just, it never quite, never quite found the market. Um, I heard later now, this is just between us and your fan, um, <laughs> that uh, there was discussion of bringing it back, but that the Japanese studio really wanted more for the rights than Funimation felt that they could afford. Oh, so, okay. But they didn't, that makes they didn't, sense. Again, they still didn't feel like there was enough of a market to pay what the Japanese studio was asking. And I understand now that it's, that uh, there's a studio in a, a, a company in LA that's, that's dubbing uh, detective Conan stuff again. I have not oh, seen they are. it. That's what I I'm did not know. Wow. Check, check that out because I haven't I haven't seen any of it myself, but I'm told that they're doing case closed again. It's just not a Funimation project anymore. If it's so. for kids entertainment, then you might as well just say no, thank you. But still, but I'm just I, saying. I don't know who who that is. I may I may be wrong <laughs> about that, but I don't think so. I think I did hear that. Oh no! I mean, if it is, that's that's great. But it, it would suck because that means that they would have to recast all the different kinds of roles. Like, uh, oh yeah, like I said, yeah. I mean, everybody. Like all the 
Yeah, because all that we like of uh, that the U.S. has gotten from Case Closed was your y'all's adaptation of it, and now it's like you're deciding to switch over to a brand new. I guess it's. A, I mean, it's now long. I guess it's long enough. It's old enough now that you can start from scratch with it's a new been set long of people. Enough. Yeah, I suspect yeah, but. But man, it's like I was just like, wow, this because like I originally didn't like the show for a bit, but then like once it got a little bit deeper in, and it was like, oh, okay, this, <laughs> yeah, it does, it does grow on you. It's like it's yeah. like oh, okay, I can I can see it, and it's yeah. cool because it's like a series that you don't have to, you could just watch the one episode and don't have to watch it coincidentally right. because it's That's like right. it, it reminds me of a thirty minute anime anime version of Murder She Wrote. If you don't, yeah. <laughs> that, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. I loved it though, but uh, I was just so uh, so sad to, to see it go. Though when I when I find when I finally Me found too. out, oh nope, that's all the dubs. It's like oh, Me man. too. Oh my <laughs> god! If we if if, they, if Funimation was still doing it, oh, I'd I'd probably be in my Swiss chalet, you know, instead of here in the house in, in suburban Dallas. Your yeah. Richard Moore money there. There you go. <laughs> Chateau de Moore. If we were still doing it close, oh my god, that'd be fabulous. Well, that's great. I, well, do uh, it. I do miss it. Oh yeah, that's that's good. And uh, I mean, and uh, and like I said, you're you're cat like like we were saying earlier. Like you work, you're Captain Ginyu. Uh, well, the most recent Captain Ginyu. We'll say you're the Captain Ginyu now or, or right now. Yeah, I'm, the, so that, I'm the current Captain Ginyu. If there is a if there is one, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so that just naturally means like constant yelling, shouting powering up like a lot of different kinds of like very fully action moves action pack you're always energetic and stuff so like especially in the game series especially in games and i'm and i know the whole nightmare it goes in the gaming thing of like oh i need you to shout like this i need you to shout like this and like shout as if you get punched yeah. in the gut it's like so like yeah, what yeah. <laughs> yeah so like what do you do to yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine though, man. But like, uh, what do you do to keep your voice intact for like all those crazy sessions of shouting and yelling? Well, um, first of all, the directors, the directors know that they have to be, they have to be considerate of their voice actors and they have to, they have to take care of the actors' voices. And we have to take care of our own voices, of course, but, but um, we take breaks, you know, when we're recording. I think, um, like I said, so the last time I went in to do Ginyu would have been for a video game, and we probably spent maybe a couple of hours, I think, at the most. Uh, and they would have a they'd have a script for me on the screen, and you know, it's and it's like you say, sometimes it's a you know, it's a uh, so the first three cues are uh, get hit hard, uh, get hit harder, and then get hit really hard and fall down, right. So and I and so I'm standing up there and I go, Ooh! and then I go, Ooh! and then Ooh! or something stupid like that. Not really. They don't usually they fall down, but um, so I was wondering really how to how to address this question. Um, my voice is, as I say, it's fairly flexible. It also seems to be fairly resilient. Um, I've I've and I've done enough. That I guess I sort of naturally kind of take care of my voice, so I can I can yell, um, uh, but I don't I don't th- I don't yell my voice out, you know I don't I don't I don't push it so hard, and the director doesn't want you to push it so hard that you hurt your voice, and you can, but I have that hasn't happened to me. Um, I'm say I'm 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 fairly cautious about that, but you know I'll give it all I've got, and then if we need to take a break. <laughs> and a few years ago, back when I was smoking, we'd, we'd take a break so I could, I could, you know, um, take care of my voice and I'd go outside and have a cigarette. You know, that was how I, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Uh, and that's, but that's how I would, that's how I would take a break and take care of my voice is go out and have a cigarette. No, but, but I drink water a lot. You know, when you need a break, you tell the director, I say, you know, I need to sit down for a few minutes or I need to go outside and just sort of sit in the sun for a few minutes. And that's fine. You know, they, they build in breaks. So when, when they're recording, so it's, it's between me and the director, you know, we're going to take care of my voice pretty well. So you know your own natural limits of your own voice. So you, so and you know, like when would, would that be safe to say? Okay, cool. I'd so you pretty, pretty much, yeah. Okay, because like I, I, because like it, it's funny because ever since I started like you know talking to a lot of different voice actors, then I didn't even think about it. It was like, oh wow, those the the 
the video game sessions must be insane because you're doing like reactive sound effects and you're doing it for a long period of time. And I'm just like, how, like, how, like, uh, uh, like, how do people just decide to just say, let's do this for four hours and then just, and y'all just perfectly fine and still find it. My my sessions tend, I don't think I ever did a four hour Ginyu session. Uh, That would have been a lot. We might have done two and a half or three, but I think they, they have tended most to be mostly to be in the one hour to two hour range. Because okay. when you go in for a video game, for one thing, it's different than anime because you're not you're not matching an, uh, animation that's already been created. You're doing the voice, and then they're gonna they're gonna create the the game and the and the animation from what you do vocally. So, um, uh, but. Um, the toughest stuff tends to be the reactions, the getting hit or the hitting, um, you know, doing the lines, even yelling the lines is not is not quite as physically uh, uh, stressful or exhausting. Um, but you get into a whole bunch of what we call reacts, reactions, um, and there might be a whole just a page of nothing but making sounds like I say being hit or hitting, um, being run through with a sword or, you know, uh, getting hit in the stomach or getting hit in the face or getting hit knocked down. Um, so if you do those for a while, it can, it can wear you out. I will, let me tell you, in fact, um, I've been asked about this before and the, the most exhausting voice session I ever had was not Funimation. Well, Funimation doesn't do video games. Those those are done elsewhere generally. Um, but I did a uh, I did a couple of characters in a um, in a Walking Dead video game, and I played a I think a sheriff and one or two other guys and had to had to get the, who gets gets bitten. Uh, who's gonna he's gonna turn into a zombie now, and he, he's doing this all of this very exhausting and coughing. And I was trying to, I would be coughing and and talking to somebody on the phone, trying to get him to do something or other. I don't remember. It's been years. Uh, And it was just like, it was exhausting. And it was so, and it was physically demanding. And of course I'm sitting right now when I record, I'm always standing up because you get the, you get the flow of the energy so much better when you, when you're standing in front of a mic. So, right. you know, so when I'm hitting, I'm, my whole body's going at it. And, you know, pretty much any voice actor is going to tell you the same thing. They're going to throw themselves into it physically, you know. Um, so, and boy, by the end of, well, about halfway through that Walking Dead session, I wish I, what, what's the subtitle? The Walking Dead? It could be like this. Oh, is it the Telltale ones? The the, the storytelling I, ones? I can't oh. remember. I can't remember what the, what the, what the subtitle is on it. Um I'm very old. old. Uh, That's my excuse. Uh, But man, I I was by the by the end of like the first half of the session, I was just about ready to throw up because I just I had just I had screamed my voice. I I really did scream my voice out on that one, and and I had I had to scream when I was being attacked by the zombies, and so do a lot of this really really physical, not just vocal stuff, but physically vocal stuff. And that was, I, I'll never forget that. Just, I was exhausted, just exhausted by the end of that. Didn't stop me from going outside and having a cigarette on the break. <laughs> so, yeah. Not that, not that exhausting. Just not, the, yeah. but, I, yeah, I, I, never claimed, I never claimed to be that smart, you know. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, that's cool though. I mean, no, well, that, no, that's interesting. I definitely no. I, I mean, well, the, when you're adding coughing and stuff, I can only imagine. Ooh. Uh, so just, yeah, that just was that it. was that was nasty. That was just not fun. Not <laughs> fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, uh, what what do you do? Like, well, I mean, when it's all said and done, though, what do you do to unwind from your your the you know your daily job, the job of voice acting? Well, <laughs> these days I'm not I'm not voice acting as much as I would like. Honestly, um, right now I'm averaging. Uh, I'm averaging going into Funimation currently about once a week for sometimes just half an hour, sometimes for an hour, uh, occasionally for two hours. 
a few weeks ago, I had a four-hour session, and that was the that's the longest voice acting session I've had in quite a few years. Wow! So I'm I'm not in it as much. It doesn't exhaust me like like it could in the old days mm-hmm. um, when we were doing case closed. And I was like I said, I we were doing five six hour days, and that's a long day in the booth. I mean, we, with breaks and all that stuff. But you know, three or four days a week doing five or six hours a day. And boy, at the end of the day, I would go out to my car in the parking lot and I would just sort of sit there and just kind of, you know, just kind of let it all go and smoke a couple of cigarettes before I started the car and headed back to Dallas. Uh, it was good. At that, at that point, it was Funimation was all, not quite an hour away from my house. Um, so it was a good long drive over there and a good long drive back. But these days, it's, you say, it's, it's, I don't have to do that much, so it's not like there's a lot to unwind from. Uh, honestly, uh, I was I was telling my honey here um, that that when I when I saw you were interested in asking me that question, I saw it. I said I I could say well to unwind from voice acting, I open the closet door and step out because when I'm recording at home these days, which I do some, I'm not, not doing it for Funimation anymore. Although, so a few months after the pandemic started, they finally started recording some of us from home. So I do have a setup, uh, but it's, I have a, you can't see it here, but I have a, a mic stand next to me with a microphone and, uh, and an iPad holder and headphones. And I take it across the hall into my darling's walk-in closet stuffed full of her clothes and it turns out to be a pretty good recording studio recording booth <laughs> that is almost, perfect. almost no echo so it's a really good recording space so when i do recordings for other things now and for auditions which i do sometimes uh i will go into the walk-in closet and i'll do the recording and so when i'm finished i will st- i'll come out of the closet <laughs> <laughs> and go Phew, honey what's for dinner you know and fix me a margarita. So, oh man, <laughs> that's bad. There's, 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 there's not a lot of unwinding that has to happen these days. But. I guess you're told. I guess you're right. When I think about it, you're right, especially now since it's like, well, I mean, most it's working from it's mostly working from home per se. But even a even lot. though with those aspects, yeah, but yeah, you're totally right. I see. Now, you're we're, now we're back. We're we are back in the studio at Funimation now. And yeah. Funimation has a new place. Do you know about that? I heard. Yeah, I heard they yeah. moved to Capel. Yeah, and they I'm wanting to. to... Got a really nice new setup. It's just so nice. I, I and I've been saying to people, Funimation is finally in a a space a that <laughs> it deserves in the space that it deserves. Because when I first started working for them, they were had like the third floor of a bank building in North Richland Hills, which is a suburb of Fort Worth. And it was kind of crammed in there, you know, in a fairly tight space. And then a few years after that was when we moved to the space in uh, Flower Mound, where it's been for about the last close to 15 years, 14, 15 years, something like that. So it's I was just, surprised. Recently, just recently they finally moved into this new space and it's really, really nice. So I've been recording there. Yeah, to be honest with you, I was surprised on like how they stayed in the fire mount side for as long as they did. Cause like the, uh, uh, I took a tour there once and then oh, I was like, that? yeah. And I was like, wait, so like they showed, they showed me the sections. They showed all the tapes that, that were like the tapes and the tape sides and all that stuff. Right. It was basically a warehouse. And I was it like, was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it I was, was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was huge, but still, I, I am wanting to go check. I really would like the chance to take a look at a, the Coppell location now. So. I trust you. You should it's get really a cool. chance at some point anyway. Yeah. When, when things smooth out a little bit, with COVID, I, I trust. Yeah. It looks like a nice building though. Is it, is it, do they it own really the building? It's very nice. It's very yeah. nice building. Yeah. And we're, they're up on the fourth floor and they've got the, 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 uh, the break. And I guess it's, you call it a break room is huge. And it takes up most of one, one, uh, one side of their whole floor and has windows, you know, floor to ceiling windows that look out on this very nice, you know, kind of space outside. And there's a canal out there. It's oh, really, nice. really nice. And the oh, studios, yeah. studios are lovely. Yeah, it's it's finally the space that Funimation has deserved for a long time. So I'm looking forward to checking Thank that out. With Sony, me. I presume Sony had something <laughs> to do with this. I'm sure they definitely yeah. did. <laughs> they, they've owned they've owned Funimation for several years now. 
Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, and the, like, and what do you prefer overall, though? Do you like uh, do you like uh, uh, do playing like doing roles in gaming projects or anime, or does it matter to you? Or was there one I that really, you like more than the other? I like them both. I really do like them both. Um, you know, I like voice acting because, frankly, I, you know, when I go in, I never know exactly what I'm going to be doing. Mm. Um, it's uh, almost never do I get to see a script for anything ahead of time. You know, that's just, that's just almost unheard of. So it's all, you're always going in fresh. Um, when I'm going in to do a Dragon Ball Z video game, for instance, I'm going to know that it's Captain Ginyu, but I, I'm not going to know what he's going to say or what the situation is or what kind of, what kind of lines or reactions I'm going to be presented with. So I, I like that fact that it, that it keeps me on my toes, you know, I got to stay fresh. I got to stay alert and stay in the moment. And, and, um, I like them both. I really do. I, I like, I like the fact that if I, if I get a good, if I get a good role in a, um, in a, in a series that I know I'm probably going to have more work next week or in a couple of weeks with the video games, not usually not quite so regular. Although, Hey, how would you like to announce something? How would you like me to announce something? Because I have not done this um, officially. It may have been announced, but do you know the video game Tales of Luminaria? Uh, yeah the uh, the phone game, right? Yeah. Well, yes. is it is it is it on phone? No, don't take my word for it. I've heard, I've heard of it, but I did, I, I know, uh, I know of it. We got, we got promos, but I never really. I thought it was a phone game. So there was like, there was like a first kind of season of the game, I guess, and now they're doing a, a kind of a second go round on the season. Mm-hmm. And I play, and I have not announced this yet, but I was, it was given permission just the other day to announce it. That I play Patrick, who is the headmaster of the Edis Knight Academy. And when you play Tales of Luminaria, you play as one of, I think, 14 characters or mm-hmm. 19 characters or something like that. Yes. And whichever one you play, everybody has to go through the EDIS, as spelled A- A-E-D-I-S, the EDIS Knight K-N-I-G-H-D Academy. And everybody has to go through the academy. And I'm the headmaster of that academy. Ooh, so nice. I don't necessarily have a whole lot to do, but every time <laughs> a new player comes in, they've got to deal with me at least for a minute. So right now I am going in about once a month to do, uh, to do, a, to do the same video game. And that's, that's uh, unprecedented. That's awesome. Congrats. Never, never worked that steadily on a video game uh, uh, before. Like I said, the Dragon Ball Z s- series of video games, but those have been stretched out over a number of years and they weren't, they weren't regularly spaced or anything like that. But Tales of Luminaria, I'm working, I'm working about once a month now. Yeah. Just went in for my, just went in for my second session the other day. Yeah, it's a lot I'm of looking for. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. That's really cool. Like uh, now, now, are you like the guy that does like the tutorial of the new player, or are you just the? Uh... I guess to some degree, I'm real. I'm I'm not sure what else is coming. Um, in the, what did I do in the last one that we did? Um, you know, besides being old, <laughs> it's like, again, it wasn't a lot, and kind of like once you do it, it kind of goes out of your head. Um, I'm, I'm just pleased I remember the character's name. He's P- Patrick. He's the headmaster. Um, I don't know. He welcomes the player, I think. And so, you know, this is what you have to do. And I don't know. No, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Though. I mean, like, I'll have, to, and, uh, I'll have to see the game and, and see what, see what it looks like. I really have no I- idea. I definitely got to check it out. Though. That's pretty funny. The, and uh, if it was up to you, though, is there anything like I mean, like uh, throughout your career? I mean, like, is there a role that you would like? What would you that you would cast yourself in? Like, be it anime, animation, live action. Is there something that you're wanting to do still that you that you can uh, that you would want uh, that you would want to play? Well, I'm a little too long in the tooth and a little too gray in the hair. To do what I, the role that I always wanted to do since I was a kid is a stage role. And that's Harold Hill in The Music Man. Oh. I, always wanted, I always wanted to play The Music Man. It is still one of my favorite musicals. 
I saw the national tour of the Broadway national tour of Music Man, first Broadway show I ever saw. And it was in Dallas at the Safer Music Hall way back when. Forrest Tucker played uh, played Harold Hill. And ever since that, I mean, I was just dazzled and I always wanted to play Harold Hill. I only got to audition for it once uh, at a community theater and I was equity and they couldn't afford to hire me. I don't know whether they would have, but they probably they probably wouldn't have been able to do it just because they would have had to pay me. Um, but that's 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 been my dream role all my life. You know, in earlier days, I would have wanted to do Hamlet. I suppose I would have wanted to do Hamlet. Um, I've gotten to I've gotten to play some really good roles. The ones, but the ones I think of tend to be stage roles. Um, as far as anime stuff goes. You know, I've 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 uh, I've kidded Michael Tatum that that he really should have let me play Sebastian in Black Butler uh, because I, because I think my English accent is just as good as his, and I see he works too much. You know, he works way too much. I said you could have given me that one. I would really have liked. It. Of course, I got to be in Black Butler, so I can't complain that much. So I was a little Tanaka, you know, Black Butler. So I was a little Tanaka who basically just goes a lot. <laughs> and that's all he does. Um, but uh, yeah, I probably don't watch enough other anime. I, I tend to watch the stuff that I'm in. Yeah. Uh, so um, um, I'm sure if I watched more stuff, I would go, oh, yeah, I could have done that. Or I would have done that. I just I probably just don't watch enough anime. I can't keep up, I can't keep up with the stuff that I'm in. It's so. impossible. To, it's impossible for anyone to watch all of what's out there so in, just the, in, oh, in just this literally season's time. impossible. Yeah, yeah it's possible. literally possible. But man, it's like it's funny. Like when I watched Music Man, because I, I was introducing Music Man uh, with the movie, not the old movie, yeah, yeah. nineteen sixty two uh, uh, movie, and uh, and I'm like, man, because like I love choreography, and then like uh, and then the the thing that got me hooked was uh, when Morse was doing uh, Shabupi, and uh, the 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 two step dance that they that they that they were doing, like oh, yeah. they, when they were tandemly doing it, and I was like. What is this magical thing that's happening? I'm like four years old at this time. Oh, oh man. yeah, oh, I was, what a marvelous film! Yeah, I love it. Yeah, the movie film. was great. Although the guy was like, I could, didn't like the guy for a long time until like then. Then when he tricked the town with trouble, the the song with trouble was really good too. Oh, I yeah. oh Robert <laughs> Robert Preston, one of my heroes. Yes, yeah. Robert Preston did a great uh, a great great job. Uh, Nobody yeah, thought, liked him. Nobody oh, liked Robert man. Preston. God, I could talk. No, I could talk music all day. But it was a. But, what is okay? Last question. What is if you can if you remember like I asked this for all voice actors uh, that come on the show. What is one of the craziest or weirdest lines that you had to say? And it could be out of context text. It could be something that you like something that you may re, uh, like. You remember like is there anything that you have to say? Like, well, that's weird. Why? Well, like what? Well, like what the hell does that mean? <laughs> And the, and the one that popped into my head, this is last night I was thinking about this. The one that popped into my head, again, sorry, it's not an anime line. It's a stage line again. And the line is, you, 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 brag, brag, bull, bull. <laughs> you, 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 brag, brag, bull, bull. That requires some explanation. You, 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 brag, brag, bull, bull. Ring a bell at all? Probably not. No, it does not. It's from Streetcar Named Desire, Tennessee Williams. Oh, okay. It's, it's it's a line that uh, that the character Mitch speaks, and he Mitch is like Stanley's best friend in Streetcar Named Desire. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, I played Stanley when I was twenty one in community theater oh. before I had any idea what I was doing. Oh my god, <laughs> I, sort of, I shudder to think how awful I must have been in that. Um, <laughs> but later on, when I started working a little more working professionally, I played Mitch at a theater in Dallas. And, oh, nice. and, and it's the guy sitting at the poker table and Stanley's drunk and he's being really belligerent and abusive to Blanche and Stella and, and Mitch mm-hmm. gets really upset and he goes, you, you, you brag, brag, bull, bull. <laughs> and that's the line. That's the whole line. You, 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 brag, brag, bull, bull. When you say it all together real quickly, it just sounds so ridiculous. That's what popped into my head last night. I don't ask you why. That's just what popped into my head. 
I know it's all good. I, it bet is. There's, I bet there's other great stuff, but I can't think of any. So no, it's no. There's that is perfect. That is perfectly fine. You you you. Remember that, kids. When you put that in context, though, it does. It's a lot. It's a lot it better. works. Yeah, it works in the, in the in the moment in the context of the play. It works, but if you just say it out of context, it's like, what the hell was that? Yeah, this sounds like a Konami code or something you have to do inside of a game code or something. But that's pretty cool. No, I like it. I like Tennessee it. Tennessee Williams is kind of a poet. That's not a very poetic line. <laughs> the memorable Academy Award winning phrase. <laughs> that's what you need. Brian Bragg Bobble. That's right. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, R. Bruce Elliott, thank you so much for being a part of the show. This is this was a real big treat. Uh, oh, thank uh, you. As always, if there's anything, if you want to plug anything, I would, we would. Uh, you you definitely can at this point. Like, is there any like uh, conventions, Twitter, whatever people can follow you on or check you out? Um, I am on Twitter. I'm R. Bruce Elliott one on Twitter. Um, I'm also R. Bruce Elliott on Facebook. Those are the only two social media uh, that I have anything to do with. Um, I was I was late to Twitter. I didn't start Twitter until a couple of years ago. Yeah, I still don't have a Twitter account. I personally don't have a Twitter account. Um, I don't do Spotify or or what else is there? I mean, there also there's all sorts of stuff. But anyway, I don't do that. I don't do other things. Um, cons. I'm doing. Uh, oh, you know, I should get the date on that. I am doing a, a, a convention in Athens, Texas. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up the uh, Anime Athens. Uh, Athens, Texas. That will be Saturday, April 30th and Sunday, May 1st. And then in July, all things being equal, if it all works out and I can travel by plane, which I'm a little hesitant to do right now, although we're getting to the point where it's at least conceivable to imagine. Um, the uh, the middle weekend of July, the f- Thursday the 14th through Sunday the 17th, I will be at Kineticon, spelled Connecticon, Connecticon in Hartford, Connecticut. Get it? Clever, huh? <laughs> anyway, it's supposed to be great con. Uh, oh, I was is. invited last year and had accepted, and it just, you know, it got to the point where it was just yeah, too dangerous to fly. Uh, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted. I'm, you know, my 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 honey is too, but we're still being a little cautious right now. So, but I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that things are going to be good by by July and we'll be able to fly up there. So that's that's all I got in the way of cons. I hope I hope for some more. Absolutely. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely. So, yeah. I will say though, I will give the seal of approval with Kineticon. It is a great convention. I we, we that's what I've heard. Yeah, that's we've covered heard, it yeah. a couple of times in the past, and we've we've had done much fun over there. So yeah, yeah, so that's cool. Well, like I said, our Bruce Elliott, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for geeking out with me this week. Uh, this this deal, my and- pleasure. <laughs> folks if you love the interview that i did today with an awesome voice actor uh like uh you can always check us out on our youtube page the cfg channel or go to our main website confreaksgeeks.com or just go to the, uh, the podcast services out there we're on spotify apple google podcast do whatever and we're all out there <laughs> so just go check us out there uh, i'm uh, doing anyways, it right so. now i'm going right now absolutely y'all take it easy